Welcome to the Mediocre Happy Hour episode. Did I say 73? I think it's 73, right? Is that no, right? No, it's not 73. I jumped way far ahead. I, I'm like 20 episodes in the future, man. It's like 53, right? Yeah, yes. That sounds more correct. Let's go with 53. <laughs> we'll edit it later. No, we won't. We no, no, we won't. <laughs> but this is the Mediocre Happy Hour. I'm Josh. My coworker will introduce himself. Eventually, this is where you say I'm Nick, or I'm not. Nick. I'm Nick. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you whisper, and we're gonna so I whisper. I like to whisper. My name Buddy the Elf, and I like to whisper. <laughs> this is the ASMR happy hour. Oh, I like it. It's the ASMR happy hour. We're gonna talk about God of War and Ragnarok. Your socks off. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but this is mediocre happy hour asmr happy hour hijk elemental p happy hour it's whatever you want it to be we're just glad you're here so so welcome welcome thank you for coming and spending this lovely december day with us we appreciate it how you doing sir nick uh you know been better was sick all week right you were telling me you almost died but you did not yeah, my whole family got RSV, and then mine decided to <clears throat> to morph like the Power Rangers into pneumonia. <laughs> Rest in peace, Green Ranger. The mighty, yeah, I know. I was just gonna say, you, I'm sure you heard about the Green Ranger, right? Oh yeah, so so sad. sad. He was like everybody's favorite Ranger too. I don't think I ever talked to anybody about Power Rangers that grew up on that. That was like, I like the Blue Ranger. Like it was always the Green Ranger. Didn't always. he come back as like the White Ranger too? I think so. I to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of Power Rangers and I don't know I don't really know why. The only thing I could think of is it just kind of like skipped my age group. Like I'm trying to remember what what was popular like what I was watching around that time, but it just wasn't a lot of Power Rangers. Like what other show was popular around the time that Power Rangers was out? Uh there was a bunch of rip off rip off shows. Because I wasn't watching like any of those kind of shows. I was watching a lot of Cartoon Network. Um Man, dude, like Animaniacs, that kind of stuff, Pinky in the Brain. Um, I can't remember, but I just, I, I did watch Power Rangers. I just wasn't like super, super, super into it like a lot of my friends were for whatever reason. I do, I really, I really liked it. I watched it all the time. And then uh, we were playing Power Rangers at uh, daycare and I ended up breaking a kid's collarbone. So then all of a sudden I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers anymore. <laughs> Who is your favorite ranger? Um, I'm pretty sure I liked the red one. The red one? Okay. Yeah, because didn't he turn into a dragon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I it's weird. It's one of the I'm trying to remember correctly about like my childhood, but I remember watching it. Like I watched the show, I watched the movies, like I enjoyed it. I always thought it was cool, but I just never like when I say it wasn't like super into it, I just didn't have any of the toys or anything like that. You know, like I never I never wanted like anything from the show. I I, I guess I just watched it periodically and was like, this is cool, you know, and that was about it. Yeah, I don't know. But, I followed the storyline for a little bit. Did you? Yeah, I was I was way into it. And then like the movie came out and uh like watched that movie over and over and over again. Used to have sleepovers just to watch Power Rangers. Nice. Go go Power Rangers. What was I mean, the other one? VR Trooper or was it not VR? Was it VR Troopers? Oh, I don't know. That was doesn't the ripoff? Let's see. That doesn't sound familiar. There was um oh man, there was that one ripoff that was 
where the people turned into animals, like straight up Animorphs. Oh, Animorphs. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> There's that show. Um, that was kind of weird and goofy. What, what was the one that you just said? VR Troopers. VR Troopers. That's a show, but like, I don't know if it's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to go to images. Yeah, that's it. VR Troopers. VR Troopers? Yeah, it was like straight up. They, dude, they had like a red VR Ranger dude. and Nice. Yeah, it was it was horrible. Well, yeah, and then don't don't forget, you know, there was all the power, like the spinoffs of Power Rangers as well. Like every single, you know, spinoff version that they made or they changed into different animals and have different colored Rangers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, did you ever see the, the movie that came out like a few years ago? I did. It was pretty decent, actually. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was not bad at all. Like, I remember the show and I definitely watched it. I just wasn't, I just wasn't obsessed with it, I, I guess is the best way I can put it. Like, I, some kids were all about it and and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, I gotta have the Power Ranger stuff. Like, give, give it all to me. Yeah, no, I wasn't like that crazy, but I just really like watching the show. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a cool concept in anything like that, where it's like the first show at least that we saw growing up where it does that, where you're like, here's these cool, like these cool kids that go to school just like me. And then they like transform into these awesome power Rangers that, you know, kick butt and fight crime. And then they have like these robots that they call, like it, that was a cool idea. You're like, this guy calls in like a gigantic T-Rex and rides it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mighty Morphin alien Rangers, power Rangers, Zeo. Power Rangers Turbo, all the oh spinoffs. I think I think I only ever watched the original one. Right. Power Rangers yeah. Time Force. Ninja Storm. Dino Thunder. That's the one where they, they have dinosaurs. That was 2004. So I was in high school when that came out. <laughs> uh, so good. Wow. So good. But yeah, uh, very, very super, super unfortunate uh, passing of the Green Ranger because I know he was a lot of people's favorites, a buddy of mine. That's his absolute favorite Ranger. And it's just it's sad when anybody passes away unexpectedly early in life. Uh, so that that was that was some tough news, man. That was not good. Yeah, yeah. Like in I was reading a story and his wife was saying like right before, you know, he took his own life, like they were they were at an event, like doing a promotional event. And like she had just left their hotel room to like go get food or something and come back. Mm, but apparently his marriage was on the rocks too. I didn't, I actually didn't research uh, how he passed away. So he, he took his own life, unfortunately. Yeah. They didn't say how, but his wife confirmed it was a suicide. Oh man. That's, that's even, I mean, it's sad either way, but that's even more sad. Cause like, that's, that's rough, man. That's something that, you know, hopefully it can be prevented if people like get the right help that they need, you know, when they're in that space. Right. That's uh that's rough, man. Well, thoughts and prayers to his family for sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, sad, sad, but, uh, you know, it's part of, part of life, unfortunately. That it is. Well, let's get but, off the, uh, sad topics here. And what's what, yeah, we started like two or three episodes with sad topics, man. This is we need to get on brand for us and not, and not, yeah, you know, we talk about ridiculous stuff all the time. <laughs> right uh i don't know i'm just kidding um i'm glad you're feeling better though uh yeah dude like i have not been sick but it's just been a very 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 busy week for me uh holiday is in full effect and working you know 
10, 10 hour days and stuff like that. And just driving all over the place. So pretty crazy, but just, just busy doing that and then playing uh, what games I can uh, in between. Um, dude, I, I listened to that song that you linked me yesterday. That was, that song is so good. The book, the bookie song. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's really rad, isn't it? It's so good. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, I'm like, there's a reason why he's sending me this. And so I, I leave my job, get in my car, crank it up. And then the chorus hits and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, this is why he sent this to me. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And he has like a whole album out too. Right. So I'm pulling it up on Spotify here because it is for our listeners. We've talked about Weedus before and the song Teenage Dirtbag. And this song is called Bookie's Dirtbag. And Kid Bookie is the artist uh, with Weedus, which is really cool. And so it's it's like a, a rap track, but it still has kind of the pop music in the background and that uh teenage dirtbag feel and then the chorus kicks in and it's like basically just straight up teenage dirtbag and it's like this cool like the coolest mix of, of both of those things it's really rad it is very really good. really rad yeah i like it a lot i'm actually going to add this to my playlist so i don't lose track of this song because this is a great song uh speaking of spotify did you did you get your wrapped i did i did get my wrapped uh let's see i took a picture of it also, too, randomly, um, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Metallica has a new record coming out in April of next year, like set over 77 minutes of new new material. It's called 72 Seasons is the name of the record. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Yeah, I was like, what? It's like new Metallica. That's interesting. Um, I took a picture of my my top artists and my top song. So do you want to uh, do you want to just do a top top artist rap real quick? Uh, I want to know your stats. My stats. Okay, like how many minutes? Yeah, like how many minutes did you listen to? So my minutes for 2022 were 15,743. You said what? 15 what? 15,743. Let's see. Oh, I can only see my wrap from my app, huh? Yeah, I took a screenshot of like the last screen of the wrap. So that's where I'm getting mine because it'll tell you like as you're going through it. But I took a screenshot of like the last part. Let me pull up my wrapped because I forgot. I think I dwarf you though. <laughs> like, like. Well, I think we've talked about this before. So I think you, if I'm not wrong, you use Spotify for like everything, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Because like I listen to what well, I should try this for 2023 and, and see if this is true. But like I listen to all my podcasts on Apple Podcasts and I listen to all my music on Spotify. So this is basically 16,000 minutes of just music, zero podcasts. Um, if I were to throw my podcast in here, I don't know if Apple has statistics or like a, like a wrap based on your podcast you've listened to. But I mean, if I had to just do some rough math, like I listen to at least one, one, one hour podcast a day, you know, five days a week. So that's five. I don't know, I have to do some math on it, but you know, that's let's see five times a week times basically four weeks a month. So at minimum 20 hours a week. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. So, so, so I, I am, hmm? I screenshot it. I'm at 62,281 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You've destroyed me. Yeah. 62,281 minutes. That's insane. Let me guess your top artist was MXPX. Not this year. No, not. No, I, I thought it was going to be because they were like on my top songs for sure. But honestly, they're not even in my top five this year, which is weird of top artists. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. 
Uh, but I, but I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another chance. And if you, uh, if you get it correct, I will give you half of banana with a toothpick in it. Mm, I'm trying to think of bands you've really been big on this year. <laughs> I'll give you two more guesses. I'll give you two it's, more. It's guesses. It's been a lot of heavier stuff for you this year. It has been. Um, it has been. But if you really think about it, you can probably guess it. Is it okay? Let me. Let me. Can I? Can I ask some questions? Yes. Yes. You can ask some questions. Are they pop punk? Uh. Yes. Some of their stuff. Ooh. Some of their stuff. Uh huh. They have a lot of pop punk for sure, but they're also primarily a different style. Are they like heavy? No. Is it country? No. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's uh, all of their best friends are metalheads. Oh, uh, less than Jake. Yes, sir. <laughs> dude like even their newer stuff i wouldn't really count as ska i think they've kind of transitioned away from that right but like they're when you said are they pop punk it's like they are but also they have a lot of ska you know it depends on what record you're listening to i guess because like the older stuff like i would say anthem you know um hello rock view like for sure those are way more ska you know that than pop punk but yeah their newer stuff yeah for sure they got a lot of pop punk in there they, they just they they have a lot of styles and they actually do have some heavy stuff because you know krista makes uh did those like covers of um the metal bands that he likes and stuff like that because he's always been a metal head you know so it's kind of they're just like a, a band that's a little bit of everything sometimes right but yeah they were my they're my number one this year um and i was like in the 0.5 percent of their top listeners and i was like well i guess i listened to a lot of less than jake this year um and then my second top artist was state champs so some more pop punk i listened to a lot of their new record this year uh my third was phil wickham he's a like a christian uh christian worship um artist i like I, he's like my favorite worship music ever right now like i'm just uh, obsessed with his stuff it's amazing um my fourth record or fourth top artist was simple plan um they had a new record this year as well and then my top five surprised me. My my five, my top five or number five of my top artists, I should say, was Punk Rock Factory. Oh, that's different for you. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how I did that. I guess I've been listening to a lot of their stuff with Lily when she's like, can we listen to Shiny or all those other Disney songs? And I throw on Punk Rock Factory because those are like the cool versions of those songs. Yeah, you're um, like, I don't want to listen to the actual version because that's just stupid. Yeah, but they they landed on in my top five as number five, and I'm like, I, that was super unexpected for me. How many do you know? How many artists you listen to this year? Um, I listen to a lot. I I'd have to go back and watch the Spotify thing to look at those stats. But you know how this year at the end of your Spotify Wrapped, it gave you like a um, like a what what's it called? Like an enneagram or like a type of your the type of your listening that you are have you did you see oh that yeah, part? yeah 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 where it's like this is the kind of listener that you are and then it gave you like words to describe that so it called me the adventurer and it said you like to uh like you like to dive into a lot of unknown bands you like to look for deep dives and like unknown things and you enjoy exploring like lots of different kinds of music and i think my artists were easily over 100 different artists i listened to i want to say it was like maybe 160 something of different artists i listened to this year some something do, like that do you want to know my number it's probably ridiculous i'm gonna guess and say it's like 400 
1,462. So you crossed a thousand. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Different artists. Yes. So they, so they probably gave you the adventurer or something even more adventurous than that. Like what, what did they say at the end of yours? Uh, I'm playing it back now. I'll screenshot it. Oh, I am the adventurer. Yeah. Okay. So, so they must not categorize it like that differently but what i got from that is like that you like to like i said you like to go out and explore different kinds of music and look for like rare deep dive kind of stuff like this kid bookie track you know like i don't think this kid bookie track is super super popular or super out there unless you're a kid bookie fan uh yeah but it's cool you know and and i and i would agree with their their rap on you because that's like every time that you recommend something to me like royal on the serpent or something like that it's always something that i haven't heard about but i'm like okay i mean if nick likes it there's a reason why he's sending it to me and then i listen to it and i'm like okay i see why he likes this uh yeah so and then i listened to thirty-two thousand minutes worth of podcast yeah uh, so 62,200 something minutes worth of music, 32,000 some odd minutes worth of podcast, over 1,400 artists. Now, can you guess my top artists? Your top artist. Okay. Um, Remember, I've I listened need, to over 1,400. I know. I need some, I need to ask a couple questions as well, or I need some hints. Um, okay. Is your top artist um, alternative rock? uh they have lots of different styles okay is this something is it a band we've talked about on the podcast before yes okay band we talked about on the podcast before um how many members are in the band uh well-known members one one well-known member okay I'm gonna take a guess. Does a lot of guest appearances. Okay. Okay, I, I have two guesses. Try. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna say it's Machine Gun Kelly. It is. He's my number one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna guess if if you would have said no to Machine Gun Kelly, I was gonna guess uh, Weezer with Rivers being the person you were talking about for guest appearances and stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, Weezer didn't. So machine, crack so my machine Gun five. Kelly. Major number one, huh? Yeah. So my top artists were number one was Machine Gun Kelly. Number two was Punk Rock Factory. Oh wow, Punk Rock Factory made your top five as well. Yeah. Number three, this one surprised me, is Royal and the Serpent. Oh wow, they made your top five. Yeah, they were number three. Uh, you listen to them. You listen to them that much? Yeah. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, number four was Black Bear. Okay. And then number five was Avril Lavigne. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good mix, dude. <clears throat> uh, now, can you guess my top song? Oh, man. Um, so it's probably Machine Gun Kelly's song if he's your number one artist, most likely. I'm going to guess... Man, my gut says Twin Flame. It is Twin Flame, yep. Is it really? Yeah, I played that nice. song 169 times. Oh, my goodness. I, I, think the, I think the top song that I played... I think it was lie to me from less than Jake. And I think it was over a hundred times as well. I forgot how much, but I think it was like 120, 130, something like that. When I, when I listened to my, my rap, that's crazy. Twin flame. I only guessed that because I remember the episode we were talking about machine gun Kelly's new record. And I remember you talking about how much you really, really liked that song. And uh, you, you liked obviously a lot of the record, but you specifically talked about how much you liked that song. 
Yeah. Now, can you guess my number two? Oh, man. Okay, so your number two artist was Punk Rock Factory, but that doesn't mean that it's a Punk Rock Factory song. Um, ah, golly. I'm going to say... I'm going to assume it's a Punk Rock Factory song. I'm going to say, is it... Is it Shiny from Punk Rock Factory? Incorrect. No? Dang it. Is it a Punk Rock Factory song? No. No. Okay. Is it another MGK track? Yes. Okay. Um, Another MGK track. Let's see. Uh, off of the new record? Yes. Okay. Let's see. I got, I'm pulling up the track list again because I don't remember the full list. I remember you also really like born with horns so it could be that or i'm gonna say it's born with horns because i know you like that song incorrect no ah is it emo girl it is emo girl really okay oh third yeah. is not bad not bad nice are you like some of these like i'm like i don't feel like those should be my top tracks but apparently i just played them a lot that's how I feel. Like, I, I seriously don't know how Punk Rock Factory landed in my top five. Like, I did listen to them a few times throughout the year, but there was, ne there was never a time where I had it, like, on repeat or, you know, I didn't switch to anything else. So, like, I don't know what qualifies that to be in my top five, but, but like, okay, like, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, I feel the like you probably were just listening to a lot of music with Lily, and she probably likes a lot of that Punk Rock Factory stuff, so... Yeah, I'll tell you what, she's she's really into the Monster High soundtrack right now, but they oh, made yeah. a monster they made a Monster High movie. She's watched the movie and it's basically like the zombies movie that she's also into, where it's like all the kids that are dressed up as monsters and stuff or whatever, and they sing. And you know, the songs are like, yeah, they're they're okay. Um, but she really likes them. And so every time we get in the car, she's like, listen to the Monster High soundtrack. And I'm like, this is going to destroy my Spotify like rap for 2023. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it it's gonna be it's gonna be like you like monster high and i'm gonna be like no no i don't it's time for her to get her own spotify account <laughs> i know dude it's like it's such a vain thing to even think about but i'm just like don't mess up my spotify wrapped like don't like don't do it like i want this to be accurate <laughs> like stop uh or like amber one time she was like hey can i can i show you a song and i'm like sure and i hand her my phone and she starts playing it and i'm like i'm like what no, I'm like you did not. I mean, you did not just put put Justin Bieber on on my on my Spotify list. Like, why? <laughs> Give my yeah, like it messes up your your algorithm for at least a month, right? Even if it doesn't end up in your wrapped, it's like, oh, we noticed that you're into like instrumental jazz, and you're like, no, 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 I'm not. No, no I'm not. Stop it. Stop yeah, it. it. It's fun though, dude. Like, it's such a small thing, but I, I really, really like how um spotify does that it's just like i don't know it's just fun and i like this year they added those like music personalities it's just kind of cool like a little something extra you know to let you know like are you kind of stuck in a rut you listen to the same thing all the time or do you like branch out and listen to a ton of different things because we, we both got the same like uh comment on that like you listen to a lot of stuff we can't pinpoint what, what you like <laughs> right yeah you know but it's cool man it is fun well, that was fun, dude. I love it. Spotify wrapped. There you go. So send us uh, send us your wrapped list. Let us know what your number one artist was, what you guys are listening to. Uh, email us, vmhhpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at that same handle and let us know what you got. Uh, I wanna, I'm curious as to how many different listening personalities they 
they threw out there, you know, because uh, I really don't know. I've only seen the one that you and I got. And then uh, Amber got uh, basically like, I forgot what they called it, but it was like, you you know what you like and you typically listen to like the same thing, whatever that is, whatever name they have. So you're that. not adventurous. You're not adventurous. No, you're anti-adventurous. Um, did I tell you we got a wrapped for the podcast? You did. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's so cool, though. I want to hear about that. All right. I just started it up so I can tell you. Okay. Um, you know, we're not very big and we don't have like a ton of listeners. So this isn't going to be like super, super impressive. We have millions, hundreds, we have tons, dozens, two to three <laughs> listeners. Here we go. I'll just read stats off as it comes across. Okay. I'm waiting with anticipation. Uh, it's taking forever. <laughs> we created 4,297 minutes worth of content, and that is 98% more than other creators in the leisure category. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot of minutes. That is, that is a lot of minutes. I feel I feel good about that, man. Let's see. What else we got? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think our number one episode was the number one episode was the Grand Turismo and the Media Trash Panda. <laughs> yeah, it it uh, had one hundred forty four percent more streams than our average episode. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, this is neat that they do this for podcasts. Yeah, and then it says I'm... your your podcast loves to travel. Meaning like people in other countries listen to it? Yeah, I'm guessing. I'll, I'll let you know what that means when it when it pops up here. That's cool. Because you, you know how the rap is. It's like a video. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's like an experience. Oh, it didn't tell us. It just said our top country was the United States. But obviously, it says you love to travel, so we're in different countries. Sure. Hmm. Uh, and then on October 23rd and October 29th, we had 282% more listeners compared to our average week. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's when we did the Call of Duty stuff. Yeah, it could have been. Um, there there was a, a little uptick in like in listeners when you started changing the titles of the episodes to like just straight up things about games or whatever we were talking about um because I, I think it's just a little more clear like when you're especially when you don't know a podcast or don't know the people you're like this title doesn't make any sense so like when you changed it to something that was more like god of war ragnarok you know people are like i want to hear about that um so this said our podcast personality is the enthusiast okay it says your listeners are super fans uh, when their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. Nice. Let's see here. And your fans have something special. What is it? Tell me, why don't you? It's probably really Tell cool. me. Tell me what it is. I need to know. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, okay. Uh, we're We're in seven people's top ten. Okay. We're in six people's top five and we're in five people's top one podcast. That's cool. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, hey, it's it's a, it's a start. It's small, right? like, but, you know. I mean, we just started the podcast a year ago and we've been, you know, we've been basically doing an episode a week. We missed a couple of weeks here and there and we're just having fun with it. We're enjoying it. And I think it's a, 
I think it's cool. I mean, you got to, you got to start somewhere, like no matter what it is, like everybody kind of starts, starts smaller, right? Yeah. You got to start. Yeah. You got to start small. Exactly. So that's really cool though, man. Uh, that's exciting. Let's see. That, yeah. That so is... it says, uh, 40, 4.2 thousand minutes of content. We're in three different countries regularly. Huh? So the United States, Germany, and probably one other one. That's really awesome. That's neat. That's that so is, neat. That That's neat. so neat. Well, I mean, I, I think it's neat that we just started doing it because we've talked about it for a long time. And whether it becomes something or whether it's just something fun that we do, it's it's fun and we enjoy it. And it's another way for us to hang out and and just connect more than just playing games, you know, and hopefully make some people laugh and and uh, show them, like, tell them what we're playing, tell them what we're listening to. So hopefully they can find new games, new music, stuff like that, that they're interested in. You know, that's kind of all things we wanted to do. Yeah. That means so, the, the, that's our intent. Hang let out. people, and like you said before in the last episode, kind of let people listen in on a normal conversation between me and you. Like, we're not, we don't play this up. We don't, like, put on characters yes. or anything. Like, this it's is, not, like, how we, this is how we talk when we're playing games together. So yeah, it's, it's like, not, it's not rehearsed it's like just tune in listen to the complete randomness and feel like you're feel like you're gaming with us you know and just hanging out and having fun right mm -hmm. that's awesome dude i love it well that was that was spotify wrapped spotify wrapped i feel like we need a little voice thing in there for that you know this is spotify wrapped oh, man. try not to call um that's all right here on uh, new music i guess like the big track is the one i already sent you uh the the kid bookie song okay that one just came out yeah it just came out nice um, and that was called bookie's dirt bag yeah <laughs> uh, so good else? uh alex melton has a new ep really yeah let me let me tell you what the name of it is uh happy birthday happy birthday is the name too. of the new ep and it's got his cover of Inside Out, uh, We Are Never Getting Back Together, Everlong, Gives You Hell, and Antihero. Oh, and Jumper. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's not a pure noise thing. It's just it's just something he uh, he released. Uh, yeah, just something he released. Okay. Well, that's still cool, though. Yeah, because I think his first like full-length pure noise one is that one we pre-ordered. Right, exactly. I, I believe that you are correct, sir. Because we... Uh are never ever ever getting back together. getting back together we are never ever getting back together yeah what um but that's really it for music for me i mean nothing like huge came out that kid boogie track is great i've listened to it like 12 times i listened to it probably six times in a row after you sent it to me because uh yeah it's it's an awesome song man i really really liked it i thought it was fantastic <laughs> right absolutely fantastic yeah i haven't really been listening to a lot of new stuff um just uh yeah the spotify wrapped i listened to like my spotify wrapped playlist that they made for me which is pretty cool uh i pre-ordered one record which actually wasn't even a pre-order they had it in stock and ready to go so that was a surprise when i ordered it and immediately got the shipping notice uh super fun um but it's this band called blindside they're a they're old, old Christian uh, heavy band uh, from back in the day. I have like a ton of their CDs and they released one of their most popular records called Silence on uh, vinyl. And it was a Furnace Fest exclusive. So you could only get it at this uh, 
this um, concert that took place in, in Alabama, I believe. And, uh, and they have like 500 variants of this, like really exclusive one, but they, then they released these four other variants at 500 a piece. And I saw, I jumped on that. And like I said, I thought it was a pre-order, but as soon as I bought it, I got the shipping notification, like later that day. And I'm like, wow, this is unexpected, but I like it. I like it. I like it raw. Mm-hmm. I know, I know we got a lot of games to talk about, so we should just, uh, let's jump into that. So you've been playing a ton cause you've been sick. So what have you been playing? Why don't you kick us off for the gaming? Uh, well, I think we should start off with the one thing you've been playing since you finished it. The My Little Ponies Grassland Adventures three. Uh, yeah the the Dad and Son Simulator. Oh yes, yes, exactly, exactly. You mean Goat of War? The Goat Ragnarok? of War. Goat of War Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you finally finished it. I did. I finally finished God of War. I uh, just kind of put put my my nose to the grindstone, as they say, and was like, I'm going to finish this. And and I did. Um, and it is fantastic. I absolutely love the ending. Um, I still have more of a game left to play because like I told you, there's certain things that happen after you beat the game that only happen after you beat the game. And that's the only way to 100% it. So I'll probably go back and, and uh, do that at some point in time. Um, but for now, I just feel good to have the game finished because now I feel better about moving on to anything else. Uh, yeah. So my question is, do you like it more the same or less than 2018? So definitely more, definitely more than 2018 for me. Um, and I'll tell you why I like it more because I like the development of the characters. I really, really like how Kratos and uh, <clears throat> and his son, how their relationship changes as you play. I like how um, I like how just things that you don't expect start to happen. And the story itself is just really, really, really good. It feels like a really, to me, it, feel, it felt like a really good culmination of everything from the first game and the second game all put together, which I thought was was really, really cool. Um, it was just very, very different um, in a good way. But I, I really enjoyed it. And honestly, I think it's, I think it's, I don't want to say, I don't know, I could say it's perfect. Like, I, I can't think of a better way they could have ended it, honestly, um, in my opinion. Do you think it's too long? Uh, maybe a little bit too long. Like I definitely, you remember those episodes where I was complaining about just the, the parts of the game where you're like, okay, like I get why they're doing this. This was fun for like two seconds. And now I'm really annoyed. Um, I think those parts they definitely could have done without. Uh, so, so, so yeah, you don't feel like those long drawn out parts paid off. I don't feel like the long drawn out parts were 100% necessary to the story they were trying to tell that they could have, shortened those a lot they could have maybe left a couple of those out um they definitely could have been shorter and still got the same message accomplished so besides adding like a little bit more gameplay it didn't really do much other than that okay yeah that's my two cents on it so i mean they were they were fun but you and i definitely talked about it and you know they're just they're so lengthy um and some of those like i'd sit down to play and i would expect to you know, be playing classic auto war, beating up a ton of enemies and just going, going ham on people. And, and then before I know it, I'm just like walking through the forest, talking to, you know, Agrabota for two hours. And then, and then it's bedtime and I need to go to bed because I got to work the next day. And it's like, sweet, I've made like a little bit of progress in the story, but it wasn't that exciting. And, and I didn't really feel like I played God of War, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, like you I so so I picked it up again because you know I, I set it down for a little bit. Um yeah. And man, this the pacing is just horrible. It's like, rough. It's it's bad. Like the the it, it starts off cool. Like the pacing of the game starts off, you're like, oh yes, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. And then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, we're just gonna take our time. Yeah. Yep, let's, it's let's, like let's take our time. Here, get in this boat and uh paddle around for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you know, constantly go back to the tree and, and use the flipping door, and that takes fucking 40 seconds to uh it's horrible. All right, I do I do like the traveling between realms better in this game. I like that part a lot. You don't have to go back to the tower and you know go to the table and pick your realm and then walk out. And it's like that part felt tedious. I mean, you kind of do. You have to go to a door, pick your realm, walk out under the tree, wait for it to load so that the door loads in, and then go. Yeah, it's just it's a little quicker than the first game, but it's still it's still tedious. But I agree with you. It's uh the pacing of the game feels like pedal to the metal and then stop and stroll through the forest and then pedal to the metal and then stop and stroll and then like floor it to the end of the game like it's that's kind of how it felt yeah so you know like oh well you know you know where i'm at we like i just finished ninha yeah and uh now i'm at the part where atreus goes to uh asgard yeah so am i getting to the part where it picks up yes absolutely am i getting am am i I in for another walk through the woods with odin (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's a few more, few more walking parts, uh, not long ones, but there's a few more parts with Atreus and stuff like that. But you're you're getting close, and I, I would say you're definitely at the part where the story gets really, really, really good. And if you just if you just burn straight through the story where you are and don't do any of the side stuff, like it's gonna feel very fast paced for you, and and the story just gets better and better and better until the end of the game. Um, I I you know as you already know, I took up my time and did like all the side stuff I could possibly do, which paid off because it made the end of the game very, very easy because all the other stuff was way harder than the end of the game. Um, but but yeah, it kind of throws the pacing off a little bit if you're like, and it's, it is, it's kind of weird too, right? Because you're talking about end of the world, fate of the world, like this these big final decisions you're talking about all this really heavy stuff and then like the character like banter in the game like your son will be like well maybe we should go exploring before we like before we finished it and you're just like what like like this is like the end yeah. of the world like the like the like we don't ha- like i understand it's a game and we have time in the game but i'm like if this was actually happening you don't have time right now to go exploring like why are you recommending that we do that <laughs> right like uh and then like you get to the end of a section and they're like hey you can go back and explore if you want but it's not mandatory but it's there and if you want to do it you have to go this way yeah they basically say that they're like yeah so this camp is to the right or like or we can go exploring and it's just like okay like what like like we talked about that one episode the the different parts where they're trying to be humorous it it just feels off sometimes like like that because it's like okay this is the end of the game like massive you know huge weighted decisions and you're just like maybe we should just kill some time and go explore (laughs) yeah it's so more and more i feel like i don't like sequels if that makes sense uh yeah because they don't ever innovate enough to make it more fun for me to do the same thing for another 70 hours right they do introduce some new things that make the game uh more fun um I'm trying not to talk about too much for anybody listening that hasn't like made their way 
through far, you know, very far in the story, but <clears throat> they do add quite a few new things and it does change up the gameplay pretty significantly, but at the core of it, you know, you're still playing God of War. You're still puzzle solving with the things that you get and, and going through the same realms that she went through in 2018, maybe different areas of the same realms, stuff like that. The bat, the combat is the same, which is not a bad thing because the combat is phenomenal. It feels, it feels amazing. Um, it's very, you know, like that's the God of War I really enjoy when you're just wailing on somebody and chaining all this stuff together. Uh, lots of stuff to collect, but, but yeah, um, I agree with you. It's just like, it's really hard to improve on something that was done just so well the first time. Like how, how can you really make it feel fresh as a, as a challenge? Right. And I think the one place where they could have made it feel fresh, they kind of fell flat in the story. I, I don't I yeah. don't think the story is very good. I think that, yeah, I mean, the story, the game could have been a lot shorter for sure. Um, and the the ending, the payoff of the playing the whole game, I think is worth it. It, it feels like a good ending. And like I said, the, the character development, I think is just great uh, towards the end of the game in particular, like just seeing Kratos and Atreus, their relationship change and evolve and all that stuff is just like, wow, this is really cool. Um, especially if you've been playing the God of War games for a long time, but yeah, they could have took taken out, I mean, at least 10 hours and it could have still been the same game. <laughs> right. And been a tighter, more narrative driven experience instead of like, I feel like they didn't want to go full open world, but they wanted to do a little open world and it's just too much. Like you well, could have cut out all the yeah. open world stuff and made like a DLC and mm-hmm. given me a tight narrative driven story experience. I probably would have been more about it. Yeah. And the open world stuff at times, it, it definitely feels like, <clears throat> like an add-on. Like there's one area in particular that I went to where it's a, it's a side quest that you go there for initially, but then you get there and a million other side quests open up. And then a large part of this area becomes what kind of feels like a boss rush. Like everywhere you go in this area is just powerful enemies, like not and regular ones, but, but powerful enemies everywhere where you're fighting like just just massive enemies like i'm trying not to spoil too much but like it's just the whole area is just like boss fight central and and none of it is required to beat the game none of it so that i probably won't ever see it because i'm not going to do a single side quest right because i mean it was just it was weird it's like you go to this area and it looks small at first and then you get out there and it's it's just like you said they're like oh here's a huge open world section and as i was going through this open world section every single thing i was doing was completely optional i mean is it, the, to, is it the sand place no it's not it's uh totally different it's a place inside of um vanaheim that okay. you that you only go to if you uh take the side quest and they kind of um <clears throat> the, the way the side quest starts they kind of force you into it uh if that makes sense like like they you know, you, you want to do it initially because you're just like, oh, well, like this is telling me to do this. I'm going to follow this side quest and see where it leads. And so you do that and then you land in this different area of Vanaheim and then it, it just explodes and opens up into this huge area. And you're like, oh, like, okay, like, yeah, there's this side quest that I can go to and I can just do that if that's all I want to do. But like I told you the way I was playing, I'm like, well, now there's a million more things to do in this area and they're all optional, but like, I'm going to do them because I'm here. Yeah. So anyway, I I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool area. It was fun, but holy cow, dude. Like it just felt like, like I said, it felt like Bosch Russ, Bosch, Boss Rush Central. Like every enemy in that area was like, this is a super powerful dragon. Like have fun. Yeah. I don't don't know. Like I, I know I'm probably missing out on really cool content, 
but uh, I just I just don't have time. I don't have time to Dude, spend. Dude, it took me so that area I was just talking about, and I hear you. That area took me two days of playing, probably two to three hours a day to complete all the things that were in this air quotes optional area. Yeah. So, and what so, did you yeah. get for it? Anything like life changing? No, nothing life changing. Like you get, uh, you get a uh, better armor, of course. Um, you you know you you get really cool armor upgrades. You get trophies if you're trophy hunting. You get um, completions for like other stuff in the game. Uh, you know all, all that. Like you're working towards full game completion, but the the armor is worth it. You do get some really cool armor for that area. Um, you get some cool uh. Yeah, like basically just collectible stuff. Like there's a couple ravens in that area that you have to get if you're looking for all the ravens. And then when you collect all the ravens, there's like a special boss fight after that, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, there are things that are fun, but but yeah, overall, it's just like, okay, none of this is necessary to beat the game. None of it. Yeah, none of it. I could have skipped this. Saved seven hours of my life. <clears throat> exactly so i uh, love the game though my I, I do like it better than 2018 just because of how it ends i like that it wraps everything up and it, it feels good and, and i feel i i feel uh complete with the ending i'm just like sweet like this is a nice little bow like everything feels great you know um i like that part of it but yeah the in-between stuff is still fun if you like the 2018 god of war gameplay but just be aware that you are in for a lot of like open areas and optional stuff if you want to play it and that it, it definitely will feel tedious at times if you're wanting to do every single thing in the game. So that's kind of my my review. And I still stand by what I said. I'd still I'd still put it firmly at like a 9.6. I don't think it's uh, perfect, but I think it's in, insanely good. I definitely think it's a masterpiece of a game. Um, and and uh, yeah, really just no complaints with it. I, so I'm not done, but I okay. feel like by the end of it, if it kind of continues at the pace it's going, even if it picks up, I'm probably going to land around a seven. Okay. Yeah. Which is which so is still good. a fair score. Yeah. It's good, but like, I'm just not. I'm not having fun. Does that make sense? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not having fun playing it. I'm playing it because I want to see the end of it, and I like I want to see what they built, but I'm not having fun doing it. Hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. It... Well, it's it's all right, man. I mean, like, it's it's hard to not every game is gonna jive with everybody, and we all play games differently. Like, I, you know, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not the completionist when I play games because I am. And as far as, as much as I try to fight it, I always end up going for the collectibles and, and as much of that stuff as I can get because that's how I like to play the games. <laughs> like it's right. just what I it's just what I do, and I can't like I can't help myself, you know. <laughs> so anyway. But uh, yeah, man, um, let me know what you think when you finish it. I'm excited to see what you think when you finish it. And we'll uh, we'll reconvene after that and see uh, see how, if you're feeling any different. Because I, I really want to know what you think after you experience the ending. I'm going to finish it and be like, this is the worst game on the planet. This is the worst. <laughs> the worst. I, so I know that... Um, I know that you've been playing another new game that came out and I'm excited to hear what you think about it because I didn't realize, I didn't know anything about the game until you mentioned it. I didn't know what kind of a game it was, but I'd like to know what you think about uh, Midnight Suns. Have you played that yet? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, that game is probably better than God of War. So so I watched a review on it last night um, and I was like, because I did not expect it to be a turn-based card kind of battle game. 
um, similar to XCOM is what the review is saying. And I was like, I had no clue that's the kind of game it was. And yeah. after watching after watching that, hearing how long the campaign is and just the reviews for it, I'm like, dang, I was I would have never even given this game a second thought. I didn't even know it was coming out. And now I'm like really, really interested in playing it. Uh, yeah, so it's made by Firaxis, the same people who made uh, XCOM. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I one no, that was Maxis that did SimCity. Um, but yeah, Firaxis did XCOM. Um, so it's kind of got that same tactical style to it but it's yeah. kind of a like like you said it's a a turn-based card battler if you will uh based mm-hmm. in the marvel universe yep and you your character is a character that you get to create that they pigeonhole into the marvel universe uh but you still get cards for like doctor strange spider-man wolverine iron man mm-hmm. all those guys um and the, the game is pretty simple. It boils down to you go on missions, right? And the missions are normally a battle arena. Um, and then once you complete the objectives for the battle arena, the, the mission ends and normally is accompanied by a few cutscenes. Okay. Um, but I think what makes the game fun is it's very, very well animated. So like when you're doing, uh, like when you use a card and the, and the superheroes are doing their moves, like it's it looks cool right like right. it i never get tired of seeing blade like jump up in the air and like impale somebody right or yeah. iron man or iron man flying up into the air because i watch a little tutorial gameplay and he like launches his, his little uh you know air missiles that shoot all the bad guys right so i haven't played a ton i've only played about like three hours or so okay uh because I, I just decided to pull the trigger on it uh, when I texted you about it. What yesterday? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I because... and like I said, I wasn't gonna buy it at all, but now I'm seriously like considering it because like I, I just especially when when you're in this day and age of games that are costing sixty and seventy bucks a pop, I want to buy a game when I can only buy one on like a payday. I want to buy a game that's gonna last me, and if if I can get seventy five hours out of this, like that's that alone is tempting. Plus the fact that it's just getting phenomenal reviews. Right, and and have you ever played a game like this before? Um, not really, because games like this have not really been on my radar, but especially after playing like Marvel Snap, I was thinking about it. And this reminds me a lot of like if Marvel Snap was a full fledged video game with a story and a character that you can create. It's it's got similarities where like every match that you play from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong here, but from every match you play, the cards that you get dealt are random. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to say okay i'm gonna go into a match and i'm gonna win by doing this this and this which kind of breaks the repetitiveness of it because you're like cool i'm gonna go you know do this battle i don't know what cards i'm gonna get i know which ones i might get but i'm gonna have to change my gameplay and change what i do based on whatever the game deals me you know which feels very similar to marvel snap where it's like you can you could play a marvel snap match and not get your your best card or any of your best cards and you still have to find a way to win Right. It's about like you get your, your draws, right? Um, yeah. And it's just about making the best of what you have in your hand. And there are cards that allow you to like discard or you get a redraw or something like that. But you only have a set number of action points to spend. So like, right. it's kind of like a balancing act there. Um, and you can go through and make custom decks to go into the mission with. 
okay cool cool yeah, yeah. You, can you can you pick um which superheroes you want to take into a mission or do they pre-select that stuff for you uh so where i'm at i haven't i've just got with the pre-selected stuff so i don't know but i believe depending on the mission you might be able to edit some characters okay I, yeah. I'm very tempted. I'm very tempted because, uh, like, I, like I told you when we were texting, I do want to buy one of the new games that came out this week: um, Callisto, Midnight Suns, or Need for Speed. And I was really debating on which one to get. And like I said before, I saw this review and stuff. Midnight Suns. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get that right now. But now I'm like really, really tempted to get that because it, it just is so different from anything else I've ever played. And I'm just kind of on a Marvel kick right now, and it seems really, really fun. Well, the cool part is if you do go with Midnight Suns, you can either get it on PC or you can get it on Switch, too. It's a great Switch game. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know it was on Switch. That's rad. Yeah. So, like, you can, you know, you can take it on the go, like, in your car while you're at work. And then yeah, in between. Cool. Uh, and then, like, in between missions, you're at the Citadel. Uh, I forget what they call they, it. They call it the Abbey, right? The Abbey or something, right? And yeah. that is a whole maze and map with puzzles. Um, and as you unlock puzzles, you unlock costumes for each of your dudes, like new That's costumes rad. and stuff. And yeah. there's a whole uh, relationship system where you have to go through and manage your relationships with all the different superheroes. And the higher your relationship, uh, the more powerful your moves get. Yeah, and I did see that. That's really cool. And stuff like that. And you learn more about the characters uh, as you're playing, like you're chatting up Wolverine, like learning more about his backstory and who he is and stuff like that. So if you're a fan of Marvel lore, card games, really, really lengthy RPGs, like it's going to scratch all those itches for you. Yeah. Um, and the reason I got it was the reviews were just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. They were positive awesome. all the way across, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I, I really like Braxis. I played both their XCOM XCOM games extensively. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I am a big fan of like the strategy style games and card games. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're fun. They're a fun style. And like in a game like this too, you know, you can kick back and relax a little bit. Like you don't, you don't have to be mashing buttons and thinking on your feet like you do in a game like God of War, where it's like, cool, if I stand here, I'm going to get hit by this dude's, you know, uh, I'm gonna get hit by Mjolnir in the face and I'm gonna die. It's like you have time to kind of think a little bit about your moves and and like you said, enjoy the animations, watch the characters duke it out, and still feel like you know you're you're playing a fun game. But it's more of like just a more of a chill experience, I guess. No, dude, the, it's not chill at all. So it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm so no, wrong. No. <laughs> no, yeah. So I I just played a. It's an early mission, so whatever spoilers. But um, the premise behind this is, uh, who's the bad guy again? I forget the name uh lilith lilith she is like corrupting superheroes right? okay from like another dimension so uh we had to fight dark venom as like a boss fight oh cool <laughs> and uh man i got a horrible draw for for the start of this fight plus there's all kinds of like environmental things you can do too like you can knock enemies into environmental traps and stuff like that uh-huh um and I thought I was gonna lose, dude. Like Venom was effing me up. Like, <laughs> he kept he kept uh, like binding Doctor Strange, and the only way to unbind Doctor Strange is to attack Doctor Strange. Oh dang! Yeah, uh, but I was able to because I got a whole bunch of Blade cards right away. Uh, I just okay. applied a bunch of debuffs to to Venom, um, and then I got Doctor uh, Strange free and like decreased Venom's uh, defense by like 33% using like one of his special hero abilities. 
and then uh, applied bleed, and it was hitting him for like 85 damage every turn automatically oh, cool. without me attacking him. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of combinations that you have to uh, kind of pair together if you want to be successful at the game. You got to learn, like like you said, the debuffs and the buffs and what's going to like help you out the most in a, in a fight. Uh, yeah, right. And then, like like you said, there there is that chance that you just get a really bad draw and you're going to lose that fight. Sure. So. Yeah, just just like in Marvel Snap, it's like I've had those matches where I don't get like any of my level five or level six cards. And by the time that like turn five and six rolls around, I have no cards or I have like one card that has like a two power, you know, or something ridiculous like that. And it's like, cool. Thank, thanks, game. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I highly recommend it. Uh, I think you'll really like it. Plus, it's really long. Plus, I think Lily might even like to watch you play it. Yeah, she might even want to play it herself. Like she, she enjoys games like that. And speaking of Lily, dude, we are one trophy away from platinuming uh, Astro's playroom on the PS5. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so she's been she's been perfecting that game, and I've been helping her. I helped her with like the speed run trophies and stuff like that. But yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of trophies on our own, and I'm like, wow, Lily, like we're one trophy away from like getting the platinum in this game. And she's like, that means we've done everything. And I'm like, yes, it does. Like I've trained you well. <laughs> yes. Um. So. <laughs> Midnight Suns, I've played. Uh, I did play a couple hours of Callisto Protocol. And you're not a horror game fan, so that's uh, that surprises so, me. That you... So the game's not a horror game. Okay. Like, it, it's just not, right? It's more of a like a creepy, gross uh, melee combat style game. But you get weapons that aren't melee, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a very short game. Apparently, it's only like eight hours. Yeah, I heard um, 12 to 14, but that was assuming you're playing on the highest difficulty. And I think that was maybe two playthroughs, because I think you have to do two playthroughs for like, if you want the platinum, if you're a completionist, I think that that's required. Uh, so I'll tell you what. So I bought it on PC, which was probably the wrong move because the PC performance is God awful. Oh, is it? It's not good. Dude, like I have, I have it turned all the way down to low and I'm still only getting like 30 frames a second. And with all kinds of stutters. Oh, no. But even on low, the game is absolutely ridiculous. It is gorgeous. It looks good. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks. It makes God of War look like a PS3 game. Really? Yeah. Like, the amount of detail they put into the character models and the environments and just how gross everything is. Like, this game looks like it's a next-gen game. Unfortunately, uh, if you're playing on Xbox or PC, it runs like garbage. And even mm -hmm. on PlayStation, it barely manages to lock at 30 frames per second. Even on PS5? Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah, did also... I, I don't think it's on PS4, so... No, I don't, I don't think it is. I, I did read that on the PS5 version, if you're if any of our listeners are debating on which version to get, I think the PS5 has a couple special things. Like, it, it utilizes the PS5 controller really well, um, specifically with, like, the haptic feedback stuff, but it also utilizes the speakers that are in the PS5 controller really, really well with, like, their th the 3D sound in the game. So, like, as you're playing, uh, if you want some extra creepiness, if you don't use headphones, or if you do, uh, you'll get those sounds, like, out of the controller, which is kind of nifty, and apparently they do that really really well in this game so kind of something a little nifty it's not required but it's pretty cool so and it, it, this game didn't review well mostly because of performance issues and one other thing is the combat is horrible okay not, so not for good. a melee focused combat game really right because mm -hmm. you're doing more melee than anything right you're trying to save your ammo you can't shoot every enemy well it's not even that like uh 
as you progress, you get to the point where you have to melee an enemy to expose a weak a weak point. Oh, right. Like you smack them a couple of times, they fly back, and you can pull your gun out and shoot the weak point. And it kills them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest thing is it's not like the actual act of attacking, it's dodging. So it has a dodge mechanic, and it's mapped to the left thumbstick, and you have to push left or right to dodge out of the way of their melee attacks. Yeah. However, the left thumbstick, left thumbstick is also your movement. Right? Yeah. And there's no uh-huh. slowdown when they're attacking, and they're fast. So, like, you feel like you're trying to play, like, Fight Night Round 3, round three and then yeah. when you throw in multiple enemies, there's just no way. And, you, like, I'm playing on the easy difficulty because most of the reviews I read said, like, if you want to try to have a good time with this game, you need to put it on easy. Sure. Uh, because the combat's so frustrating. But uh, they throw multiple enemies at you. You only get, like, on easy, you can only take, like, four hits and you're dead. I did watch uh, about, I'm going to say 30 minutes. I watched it like a, a walkthrough because I wanted to see uh, what the game was like, you know, like somebody actually playing it. So I did see the tutorial for the dodge mechanics that you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, it did seem very odd because when when the game paused and she told you like, here's how you dodge, you know, it said you hold left or right, like you said, to dodge and there's no timing window. You just have to be holding the right direction to to dodge and then it also said you can chain them together by doing like you know left right left right or right left right left whatever but if you do the same movement two times in a row it breaks the chain and you're going to get hit anyway so i i think i agree with you i think in a game like this that seems very odd um there should be some kind of a mechanic like in god of war ragnarok and 2018 where like if you have the right you know abilities in those games and you dodge at the last second time slows down you have time to like you know or just let me map my dodge to a button yeah right like let me hit square or whatever to dodge out of the way i shouldn't have to worry about the direction right or give me uh give me a block button like is there a block button in the game or no so to block you have to hold back on the left analog stick see that seems weird too yeah, it's it's super weird, man. Like it just and doesn't make sense. You can't uh remap it to something else. No. Uh and bummer. and like I feel like they made it intentionally difficult to kind of ramp up like the fear. Yeah, right? I could see that. Where you're 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 cruising along and you're just like, oh enemy, like left, right, left, right, ah, oh, I got hit, that kind of thing. Yeah, but like the so like yeah. So the game's not scary. Uh like they do jump scares and stuff. But mostly uh-huh. it's just kind of grotesque and, and gross and very well animated. Uh, okay. So I, I probably will get to the end of it um, and just because I want to see how the story ends. Sure. Uh, do I think it's worth 60 or 70 bucks? No, I, I think you should probably wait and, you know, get it on a Steam sale or something. Sure. Or when they patch it, they even sent out a PC patch uh, to address performance issues. And I'm still struggling. Dang. So it might be one of those where I don't pick it up again until it gets patched some more. Yeah. Uh, maybe, dude, maybe they'll patch in like a dodge button. One could hope. That'd, that'd be cool. Because uh, I had really high hopes for this. This was supposed to be like the huge AAA game in December that comes out and just wows everybody. And then it's sitting at a pretty shitty Metacritic score with uh, a lot of big uh, outlets just giving it, you know, fives and sixes. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely it's it, it looks it looks fun the graphics look really good oh, it's, um, it's it's not something i definitely want to pick up 
right away, especially for the cost. Cause like when I heard it was 12 to, you know, 10, eight to 12 hours, eight to 10 hours. Um, like I said, if I'm going to drop 70 bucks on a game, I want it to last me for a while. Um, so I'm going to, I will play it eventually, but I'm going to wait till it goes on sale or something. They even put out like a stupid season pass for it. It's like, yo, I'm not coming back to this game for like a skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, I think uh, it's cool that the, uh, Josh, uh, Josh, do, do, what's his last name? Um, Dumal. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's cool because he's the the main <clears throat> the main voice actor, the main character in the game, and I think it's really cool graphically how his character in the game looks, looks like, like he looks like he does in real life. Yeah, it's like that's super super impressive and really really cool. And I also thought the story, the beginning of the story, was a little weird because, like I said, I, I watched thirty minutes of a walkthrough because uh, I was curious about the game, and it's just kind of like cool. You're you know uh beginning of the game spoilers here but like your ship crashed you get put in this like prison and then now all of a sudden you're just like an inmate and they don't really explain why and i'm sure that's like something that gets revealed as you play the story but it's like oh okay look i'm just in jail now like all right yeah i'm, I'm sure it's like from from most of the reviews they said the story is actually pretty good it's just getting to the end of it is frustrating it seems intriguing like 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 the way it starts automatically leaves you with questions right where you're like you're like okay well i want to play to figure out like why they didn't let me go why i'm in prison why are all these regular inmates now these like mutated creepy bio creatures right you know it's like there's just, i just have questions upon questions <laughs> right so played a little bit of that that's close to protocol i'd wait i'd wait for that one nice um and then i'm about halfway through need for speed unbound Wow, you progressed that far. So that is not a long game, my man. Okay. Yeah. That's surprising. I thought it was gonna be. No, mm. so so before I bought it, um, I had I have EA play. Uh-huh. Right. And so it was a 10-hour trial that you could play. So I played like five or six hours of that. I was like, okay, this is cool, I'll buy it. And I've finally seen how the game is gonna work. Uh, and this is spoilers, but it's a racing game, so I don't care. Uh, the game takes place over four weeks. For real weeks or for game weeks? For real weeks. because you. So the way it works is just like in Need for Speed Heat, there's a day and night mechanic. The difference here is your heat level doesn't go away until the next day. So okay. you have to go through a day cycle and a night cycle, and then the next day your heat level will drop. Okay. Um, and... Some stuff happens and you have to try to, there's a uh, four qualifying events, right? So at the end of each week on a Saturday, you have to do a qualifier. Hold on. Okay. He's probably coughing. It's okay. You have to do a qualifying race. I'm back. Sorry. Had to cough. It's, I, that's what I just said. I was like, he's probably coughing. I'm like, he's okay. <laughs> but you have to do this qualifying race. And that qualifier has a dollar amount buy-in. So you have to have so much money in the bank to buy into it, right? And if you don't have enough to buy into that qualifier, you can't progress in the game. Okay. But that qualifier only happens on that day. So you have a day and a night cycle to try and save up enough money um, to have enough money for this qualifier while also upgrading your car. Okay. Right? So it's a little bit stressful. And... Uh, and it's one of those, like each race has like, Hey, if you do this race, it'll make your heat level go up this much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, like the cops are super aggressive, like super aggressive and they will F you up. 
I've I've heard about that in the game. I've heard about the cops being kind of like hit or miss. They're either super, super aggressive or they just seem to not care at all. There's like there's really no in between. Well, if you have no heat level, they won't do anything to you. If you have like half a heat level, they still won't do anything to you. If you have one heat level, there's like different types of cop cars and they're denoted Uh by different icons. Then only the basic level cop cars will go after you. Right. And then if you go to two, then it's the next tier, three, it's the next tier. Right. So on. So okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And running from the cops is surprisingly fun, but there's not really a good way to like, to like take them out. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and the did you ever play Need for Speed Underground too? Oh yeah, I that is probably the last Need for Speed game I played that I really, really, really loved. Like, so if you like Underground of, Two, you're really gonna like Unbound. Okay, uh, but in Underground Two, you know how you had like the the takeout things where if you drove through them, it would take out a cop. Yeah, yeah. These don't those don't exist here. Okay. Right. So it's really about just getting enough distance or maybe slamming your car into a cop. Your car doesn't have a damage meter like it did in heat. Right. Okay. So you, you don't can't really, really like how broken it is. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't happen. Um, okay. But it took me about four hours to get through the first two weeks. Okay. And there's four weeks. Oh, gotcha. So after that, like you pretty much. So it's about eight to 10 hours story. for the story. And then there okay. is an online component, which I haven't touched yet. Um, but the story is cool. The art style is cool. You can turn off the anime effects if you don't like them. But I think they're yeah. new. I've watched some gameplay of Need for Speed as well, kind of doing some research on all these games. And I, I think it works really, really well. I didn't know what to think at first based on the screenshots. But in-game, while you're racing, I think they have a, this really cool balance of the cars looking super realistic and amazing on like the, their fictional city of Chicago. But then like while you're racing, you get like that that just a little bit of red like coming off your taillights or the cartoon smoke on your tires and then as you're like racing it just kind of adds to the feel and it, it melts really well together i feel like right and it has that underground thing like you can add body glow and all this stuff to it yeah um, so in my eyes it's like a spiritual successor to underground too i think um, for and- the i think it's a good uh one of the best need for speed games we've had in, in a long time for sure it's probably the best need for speed game in like the last 10 years yeah, I was going to say last decade. Yep, exactly. Um, and you know how, like, uh, so in drag races, like in Underground 2, you had, like, the the perfect start meter where you had, to yeah, yeah. like, a certain RPM. That mm-hmm. is in every race now. So when it starts the race and everybody's waiting to go, you, you there's, like, a little zone that you want to be in so you don't burn out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you get, like, a little boost right off the cuff. And... Um, everybody's car levels with you so if you have like a an a ranking car everybody has an a car right so yeah uh you're never gonna out level your car plus like at certain points in the story only certain races are available so you need to have a car that fits the the bill that makes sense and that's been in a lot of need for speed games like they don't really uh that's not the kind of game where you can really blow away the other you know the other racers like there's always a little bit of that rubber band ai or they make the cars match you you know pretty well to where it's it's typically at least somewhat challenging to win a race and there's still a little bit of rubber banding uh i found it really hard to actually get first in a lot of races okay um but the one thing where i noticed the rubber banding for sure was in the the um qualifying or the qualifier races so mm-hmm. the way it works is it's a series of three races. 
in each race, the heat level goes up, right? Which means the cops get more aggressive in the race. Sure. Uh, and so the last, uh, the last one I did, it was like a three heat rating. Uh, and the cops were super aggressive, but I was struggling the whole qualifier to win. And on this last race, it was super easy. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. It was like, because if you don't get first in that last race, you don't progress the game. It says you have to retry. Gotcha. So the game kind of helped you a little bit and was like, we're going to make this last race a little easier for you, but not tell you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, gotcha. But now that I've seen how everything is laid out, uh, the, the, like the wow factor is starting to wear off a little bit. Cause I know I'm just going to repeat the same thing for the next two weeks. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I, that, that part was a little confusing on the videos I was watching of you, some YouTubers playing it, but that makes sense now that you're explaining it. Uh, kind of a cool concept. I mean, it's cool that Criterion helped and, and I think it's a great need for speed game, but yeah, it's, it's uh, good it, to know kind of what, what you're getting into. It feels like a concept, like a proof of concept, right? Mm -hmm. And then when, if they do Unbound 2, I feel like it'll be bigger. Sure. But yeah, I, I don't know if I like being pigeonholed to this is only a four week campaign and after it ends, that's it. Right. And I'm sure I'm sure they'll probably do like DLC or add on stuff later with with other other campaigns that kind of follow the same formula. But, you know, <clears throat> it's I guess that's one of the hard things with racing games is the they, they do wear off on you, you know, because it's just like, cool, I've, I've done this track. I've done this race. I've seen this been in this environment for X amount of time. And I heard the track on this Need for Speed game Unbound is not quite as big as it's been in previous uh, Need for Speed games. Like it's, like it's a good sized area, good sized, you know, uh, sandbox. Oh, yeah, the, the city's not in, that but... big. But it's not uh, it's not massive. It's not it's not going to be like Forza Horizon size. Dude, it's not even close. Like, yeah, it's probably it's, it's a fraction of the size. Like, yep. it feels small enough that when I'm running away from the cops, I feel like I'm doing circles around the city. Right. And it's like that's hard when you're a racing game trying to compete with uh, um, Forza. That's really hard because, I mean, Forza just does so many things right, and it's such a massive, massive game. I mean, that's pretty much one of the gold standards of racing games. And so it's like, th that's what you're competing against, you know? Imagine if, like, the Horizon team did their own take on, like, a Need for Speed where you were running away from the cops. That would be incredible. Like, if, like yeah, exactly. Take the Forza Horizon environment, throw cops in there that chase you, and make it more of like the need for speed world with like a like a really really good story if you want to do that um i mean that would be crazy fun crazy cool but i mean i like it i'm not upset with the purchase sure sure yeah i mean it's good to know that it's a fun game you were raving about it when it first came out and racing games are always fun uh you know they're i've always enjoyed racing games so i'll pick that up anytime and and uh bust through it for sure yeah, it's uh it, it brings me back to playing underground that's what i like about it that's so rad underground and underground 2 were absolutely some of my favorite did, did you ever play midnight club i did yeah i played um not every midnight club game but i played one and two uh i think i played a little bit of i want to say did they have a three yeah it was three I, th I think i played a little bit of three um but yeah i'd never i didn't play whatever the most recent one was i didn't play a lot of it but th those are great games yeah, it gives me a lot of Midnight Club vibes too. Okay. Um, the one complaint I do have is buying new cars is ridiculously expensive. And uh I like I've been keeping my heat level pretty low, 
which means I do like one or two races in the daytime, one or two at night, and then I cash in, right? Because if you get caught, you lose all that money. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe if I went around and did every race and, you know, left every night with like a level five heat rating, um, I'd have enough money, but like, you know, buying a new car is like $100,000. And even the upgrades are expensive. Like one upgrade costs you upwards of $10,000. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm doing things wrong, but still. Okay. <clears throat> That's interesting. So after, uh, huh. Okay. So the progression feels a little, um, little off, just like it's, it's just a lot of money to upgrade or a lot of money to kind of progress your, your car collection, so to speak. Yeah. So I've been rocking the same car I started with. What are you racing in? Uh, the uh, Mustang. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Is that like the, the very first car you got to pick when they're like, Hey man, you're going to street race, like pick a car, like that kind of no. thing. Something no. happens and you <laughs> lose that car. Oh no. Yeah. That's not, that's no bueno. Yeah. Cause I picked the, I think I picked the, what was it? A Lamborghini. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was fun. I was like, yeah, this is great. And then something happens in the story and that car goes away. And then you have to pick like your true starting car. <laughs> you're like, you're like, no. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that was a need for speed. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what else? I think that's it. I think that's what I've been playing. Oh, wait, no. Uh, I played some Warhammer dark tide. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. Very nice. How, how is that? I don't know. I don't know. So you ever play the Warhammer, uh, like dark tide games or what was it? Vermin tide? Uh, absolutely zero. All right. So, it's like you got like these heroes, right? Like it's a hero shooter uh-huh. and uh, you have these missions or arenas and you are, it's cooperative. And in this one, you go through, you kill a bunch of stuff, you complete the mission objectives and then you extract uh-huh. type deal. And then you like level up your heroes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I only played one match and it crashed right at the end of it. So I actually didn't get credit for the match. Yikes. But while I was playing, I had fun. Okay. Interesting. And it's on Game Pass. Right. I was going to say, that's on Game Pass, right? Because that was one that you were mentioning that we should play uh, together because it's co-op, correct? Yeah, it is co-op. So, yeah, I I will definitely play that because I have Game Pass and uh, that sounds amazing. So, yeah, it's a first-person shooter, right? Yeah, it's a first-person shooter. Okay, cool, cool. Because, yeah, the the old Warhammer game that was uh, uh, similar was also kind of like that. Yeah, except that one was a melee-focused uh the vermin tide was melee focused dark tide is shooting focused okay gotcha that's still yeah. cool though man there's a, there's a lot to play dude well you did you get my other text um i don't think so monster I guess hunter, I hunter rise is coming to game pass oh wow oh gotcha that's sweet yeah that is really right and that is also co-op Oh, great. Another 7,000 hour game. Yeah, the, the PC is coming to PC Game Pass too, which is great. That's amazing. That's so, such a fun game. That'll that'll be worth it for sure. Cause I, I really enjoyed that game on Switch, uh, which is what you know what it was on originally, but I barely scratched the surface of that game um on Switch. You know, I've I've, I've played it, it's super fun, but just barely barely scratched the surface of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's all the games I played. And that's it. I've just played everything. <laughs> played a lot uh 
yeah, dude, I need to decide uh, now that I've <clears throat> now that I've com fully completed God of War, I need to decide uh, what I want to play next. And that's kind of what I've been thinking about is like Need for Speed, Callisto or Midnight Suns out of the three that came out recently. I would say pass on Callisto and mm -hmm, for leave now. it between Need for Speed and Midnight Suns. But it's really going to come down to do you want to play a, you know, 10 to 12 hour racing game campaign or do you want to play a 75 hour RPG? right <laughs> i i'm honestly tempted to go with midnight suns dude like i i just it's so different from anything that i've ever played that and i, I never owned actually i've never owned a game like that it's so different it, it intrigues me right and like you you might get into those style of games and then maybe you check out xcom because xcom is great i was just gonna say yeah i never really never really uh checked out XCOM but I always heard it was good but maybe this will be a good stepping stone because like you know the Marvel Universe more familiar characters and stuff like that will be a good good way to kind of get into that style of game right and XCOM is more of like a like a real-time strategy game but yeah. the thing that XCOM has that's right up your alley is called Iron Man mode okay <coughs> and it's permadeath right so like uh in Iron Man mode, when a character dies in the battle, you don't ever get them back. And if you run out of characters, the game is over. Yep. I I have heard about that mode, and I know that you have to play the game for a bit, kind of get good at it, get good characters, that kind of stuff, and then switch it into that mode. And No, no, like no. You, said, you have to start. Oh, you have to start in that mode. Okay. You have to start. But like a lot of people, especially if you've never played one, they will play for a while just to understand the concept and then restart in Iron Man mode. Sure. You know, and there's nothing more disheartening than taking it because uh, in XCOM, your characters get experience through battle and uh -huh. level up. Right. And there's nothing more disheartening than taking this beefed up character that you spent tons of time like battling with to level up. And then they get one shotted by this stupid enemy and they're gone forever. And you're just like, I'm going to go cry now. Sweet. Yeah. Well, like, dude, it's like I said, it's funny, but part of the reason why I'm leaning so heavily towards Midnight Suns right now is uh, this Marvel Snap because, like, it, it Marvel Snap is so fun and it's just been it's just been such a just a joy to play. I'm like, this kind of looks and feels like that, but with more of a story. You get to create your own character, and you're still in the Marvel universe. Like all those things sound just really fun and different, and it's obviously super different from what I've been playing, which is God of War. You know, it's more thinking about which card you're going to play and how you're going to use it, and less about you know only match buttons at the right time and use all these abilities and all this crazy stuff right so that's rad dude i'm excited i appreciate the reviews on that and uh i think uh, i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do midnight sounds might pick that up after church today you should you are, should. are you allowed to buy midnight suns at <coughs> noon noon not midnight 12 p.m are, are you my question for you is are you gonna get it on pc or are you gonna get it on switch or are you uh, gonna get it on ps5 I don't know. That's a great question. Um, maybe, probably either Switch or PS5 just to get that extra like 10 bucks off for the employee discount. Um, that's pretty much my only reasoning. You know, just save save a little bit of money. Uh, Is it $70 on PlayStation though? It's 70 for the enhanced. It's uh, 100 for the legendary, which I wouldn't buy that edition, uh, but 70 for the enhanced edition. And I think that's the only choice on PS5. I don't um, know. On, it's like, on, it's 60 on PC, I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if I if I buy it at Best Buy and get my uh, get my discount, then um, then I can save a little bit of money, but it's pretty much the same price at that point. Right. Let's see. 
yeah, 60 bucks on, yeah. So if you don't care about any of the extra stuff, you can buy it for 60 on steam. That might, that might be a good idea. Yeah. But I've just been, I've just been trying to pick and choose what I want to play. Cause uh, you know, buying Christmas presents and uh, paying bills and all that fun stuff. It's, it's things are a little, a little tight this paycheck. So I'm like, I'd like to buy all of them. I like, I would love to play Callisto right now. I just don't have the extra money to drop on it. And I'd rather put the money on a game that I'm going to put more time into right now. You know, that kind of a thing. Right. Yep. Makes sense. So that's where I'm at. Is like, I know I would enjoy Callisto. I think I would have a great time with it, but if I really, really get into it and burn through it, I'm like, cool. Now I beat that game. And uh, now I got to wait for payday. <laughs> right. So, well, cool, man. Well, I, I hope you feel better, buddy. Um, I mean, you sound, you're sounding better already. So that's good. I know we usually uh, talk about like news and stuff like that, but I need to get head to church here in a little bit. Um, did you have a lot of new stuff to talk about or not a whole lot of news this week? Uh, no, like most of the news I have is like movie trailers and stuff. Oh, for sure. Like the Super Mario Brothers movie? Oh, that trailer is so good. Yeah, that looks amazing. It's, uh, Annalise made us put that trailer on repeat for like an hour. Did she? Yeah, she just wanted to watch it over and over again. That's amazing. Yes. That is amazing. Did you do that? Speaking of movies, um, I'm going to mention this. Like, I know we don't usually review movies, but like I was a little skeptical when I heard that the, the, the that HBO was making a sequel or is on their streaming service, but a sequel to A Christmas Story. There's that movie called A Christmas Story Story. Oh, right? Yeah, I watched that. So yeah, dude, me too. I was skeptical. Was I was like, man, I was like, how is this going to hold up to the first one? The first one is a classic for a reason. They did that. Dude, that sequel is so good. And I, I could I could be a little bit biased because the mom is the same mom that's in Just Friends. Oh, yes. <laughs> and yes. she's like, and she's like the Boys? same. Yeah, Joyce, she's like the same kind of character even as well. She's just like dr like drinking alcohol in the movie, like watching the kids. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you're just Joyce? like, you're like, I love this lady so much. She's hilarious, dude. It's so, so good. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you're looking for a good Christmas movie, that was amazing. And I watched the new um, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell Christmas flick as well. The, uh, was that good? It is good. It's very good. It's, it's like a completely fresh take on um uh the scrooge uh what's the name of that story uh the, a christmas carol thank you christmas carol yeah it's a totally fresh take on a christmas carol um with with ryan reynolds and will ferrell so lots of humor really funny it's actually a really long movie it's like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that and that's on the apple streaming service i don't know if it's anywhere else but um no that's that apple plus that was really, really good and really, really funny. So I highly recommend that. So those were two two movies I was like, okay, I hope these are good. And they both like exceeded what I was expecting. So oh, yeah. Uh, on that, uh, mm -hmm. you have Netflix, yeah? Oh yeah. Have you watched Wednesday yet? No, I haven't. Is that, I thought that was a show. That's a movie. No, it's a show. It's uh, okay. I want to say it's eight episodes for the first okay. season. But we binged watched the entire series in one sitting. So you hated it? Bro, it's so good. It <laughs> is so good. And uh, on the news front, it broke the record for um, most watched Netflix show. Really? Yeah, it beat Stranger Things. Are you serious? Yes. What? Okay, so, so without giving anything away, what made it so bingeable? Like, what about it made you Bro, just want to like... It's it's like do you like the Adams family? Like the movies or the show or both? the show, the characters? Uh I, I do. Yeah, I've watched all the movies <clears throat> of Lily. Okay. So it's like the Adams family, but like 
if Wednesday went to like the Hogwarts for like weirdos. Okay. And then also was like the female equivalent of Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's got like this mystery vibe to it. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's just good, man. Like it's fun for the whole family. It's not like overly like violent or gross. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. We binge watched the whole thing in one sitting. Well, I'm looking for a new sh- I'm looking for a new show with Lily, so maybe I will uh maybe I'll do that. I, I will preface this with like there is some blood and stuff in there. Uh-huh. Uh, because there's like this beast that's going around killing things. Uh but I mean it's it it's not like you know, people stabbing people type deal. Okay. I yeah. like the girl that they cast for uh for Wednesday. She looks like a perfect fit. Yeah, it's good. It it's well, show so good. Highly I'll recommend. watch it. I'll watch it with Lily. I'm always looking for new things to to watch with her, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out for sure. And she likes she loves the Adams family. She likes um L- Lily doesn't like scary things. I I don't think, but she she definitely likes spooky things. You know, yeah. Um, this like is I said, she's spooky. Yeah, she's into Monster High right now. That's got like a little bit of a spooky element to it. I think she'll really enjoy this. Um. So yeah, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. I I heard about it. My sister was watching it the other day. Um haven't checked it out myself but but i will so i appreciate the recommendation my dude and then one more thing before we go have you seen the trailer for cocaine bear i saw the poster for it i was like this can't be real it's based on true events no way yes oh my god bro i need you to go watch the trailer like it's obviously not kid friendly but uh it like i showed angela and i was like hey uh i don't know but we might need to go see this movie and uh-huh. she was she watched the trailer and she was like absolutely that's amazing i had no idea that was based on true events i saw the picture of the trailer the movie poster and somebody on facebook i think posted it and i was like there's no way this is real and then like later that day i saw an advertisement on my computer for it and i was like what like this movie is is a thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's based on true events oh my goodness no, I, okay, I'll, I'll watch the trailer for it and I'll report back next it's, week. I, dude, I haven't it's seen like it a, yet, though. It's a horror movie that's also like a comedy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just like isn't just there like, some this can't be? Isn't there some cheesy tagline for the movie too? Let's uh, see. I don't know. Uh, I think on I think on the uh, the poster there was like a funny a funny. How oh, I find it? I, just I remember know there being like in the trailer at one point. Uh, this dude is like covered in cocaine dust uh-huh. right? and he climbs a tree and he's like we're safe now bears can't climb and the other person's like bears can most definitely climb and then it like cuts away and it shows like it cuts back and it shows like the dude's dismembered body and the bear is just like licking the cocaine off his arm <laughs> oh my gosh I think like the poster I saw said something like get in line <laughs> like oh yeah yeah water. get in line <laughs> yeah something like that and I was like I was like, if this is real, I'm watching it because that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And they also oh had the gosh. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer, which is dope. I need to watch. I need to watch that. That looks too. like it's going to be good. Plus, it has a banger yep. fucking track in the back. Oh, yeah. It's Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. Of course, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to watch those later today for sure. Yeah. If I if I have time. Well, and there's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that I forgot about. That Oh, yeah. I need to watch that. That got good reviews, too. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That looks super cool. Isn't that a Netflix thing as well? uh that is disney plus disney plus oh that makes sense because marvel yeah yeah well that's cool dude there's no shortage of things to watch i got some stuff i have uh lily all day today so maybe we'll uh we'll do some of that if uh if the you should watch cocaine bear it. trailer with her and see what she thinks 
Yeah. They're like, you like teddy bears, right? <laughs> what? Daddy, what's cocaine? La cocaina. Cocaina. Oh, man. I'm so gonna go maybe we're going to have to branch into uh, movie reviews as well for our podcast, my friend. Uh, we might. I don't know if I watch enough movies, though. Right. We'll just talk about noteworthy ones that involve bears and cocaine. Yeah. Bears and cocaine. That's our that's our niche market. Is there, is there bears? Are the bears doing cocaine? We're going to pass. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, I think that's going to do it for us, man. We've been going Sweet. for a while. We've been going for like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There was a lot of games this week. Um, a little bit of music. Spotify Wrapped was cool to go over, but yeah, tons and tons of games. Um, and hopefully, you know, us talking about these games will help you make a decision on what what you want to pick up. Um, as always, let us know what you're playing. We don't uh, we didn't get anything new email wise this week. Um, but if you'd like to email us, it's the MHH podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at the MHH podcast and let us know what you think. If you picked up any of the games we talked about, what you're playing, and uh, we'll respond to it because we want to hear from you guys. And hopefully, our Spotify wrapped next year will be like, you got a hundred million bajillion new listeners, and and people like what you have to say, right? Hopefully, hopefully. so hopefully. you know, that's what we're aiming for, man. We're gonna do it. That's what but, uh, we're aiming yeah. for. Until next time, I'm Josh. That's sick Nick, but hopefully he feels better. <laughs> I'm trying, dude. I ain't trying. <laughs> right. All right, man. Well, I'll catch you guys uh, on the flip side. Peace out. And I'll catch you on the non-flip side. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said that. <laughs>